Due to a labor dispute involving extra table scraps and bad meat, the part of the three coyotes in tonight's opening will be played by three volunteers from the studio audience. Thank you, Texas Bix Bender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over Border Radio. We have a great show tonight. We have Too Slim on the bass, Ranger Doug on the old guitar, and Woody Paul on the fiddle. Of course, our orchestra is under the direction of Joey, the cowpoke kid. We have researched our cowboy archives and came up with one of the great Bob Nolan tunes from a Sons of the Pioneers movie way back in the 30s called When Roundup Time is Over. Somebody's script seems to be self-destructing over to my left, your left, my right. You want to go hunt for the words there, King, or do oh, no. you want to just fake it? Oh, no, they never helped me before, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just barrel on into the show. One, two, three. Hear the cowboys singing, they're feeling mighty gay. Round the time is over and their cares are laid away. So saddle up and into town there'll be a jubilee. I wonder if that blue-eyed gal is waiting there for me. Everything's looking bright and my heart's feeling right. And the world is mine for round the time is over. Every cowboy I know, Curly, Slim, Jack and Joe, they're feeling fine cause round the time is over. See that little doggie hurry to the fold. Guess he knows just how I feel. Spirits high, clear blue sky, and why should he be told that way out here a cowboy's life is real? Let the sun fill the sky, let the wild coyotes cry. Everything's in rhyme, around the time's over.
that little doggie hurried to the pole. Guess he knows just how I feel. Spirits high, clear the sky, why should you be told? But way out here a cowboy's life is real. Let the sun fill the sky, let the wild coyotes cry. Everything's in rhyme, round up time is over. Round up time is over on the trail. This portion of Riders Radio Theater is brought to you by Deadwood Darling's marvelous line of prairie lubricant, makers of the amazing Utter Butter on a Rope. Yes, Utter Butter on a Rope changes to Deadwood Darling's Prairie Lubricants, the official lubricant of the Marshot Sensitivity Training Institute. <laughs> right now, Riders Radio Theater would like to send a great big Western howdy to our station of the week, WCBE in Columbus, Ohio. And now here's the king of the cowboy fiddlers with a little of the ongoing saga of the Cliffhanger Waltz, part 12. Back by profound popular demand, that feature of Riders Radio Theater that blooms evergreen, Mr. Literal. Welcome, Mr. Literal, to the radio show today. When you speak to Mr. Literal, you better mean just what you say. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, time once again to bring to you my favorite part of the show and my favorite guest that living legend of linguistic legality, Mr. Literal. Mr. Literal joins us pre-recorded live before a live audience. That was beautiful, too, Slim, just beautiful. Why, thank you. Even a Russian judge would award a perfect 10 for that magnificent double pleonasm. A double what? Pleonasm, from the Greek, a needless repetition, a redundancy. Well, to tell you the honest truth. Beautiful, another superb example. Do you mean that I'm reiterating the totally obvious? Exactly, too, Slim. You are learning from my little visits. For is there any real difference between a recording and a pre-recording? Is there any other kind of audience but a live audience? With the exception of that first show in Tahoe. <laughs> to continue, the truth is, of course, honest. To iterate is already to repeat, and one can hardly be obvious without being totally obvious. Can one now? Well, I, I guess not, Mr. Literal. You sure are giving me a new and improved look at the bag and baggage of proper English usage. New look, perhaps, but you still obviously do not see yet. After all, something cannot really be both new and improved at the same time, can it? And aren't bag and baggage exactly the same thing? Wow, I never thought... Obviously. I never thought about it that way. Could you reiterate... Oops, <laughs> sorry. Could you explain this so that even an old geezer like, like side meat could understand? Slim, after all we've been through, think about it a moment. Just think, can a geezer be anything but old? Wait, wait, now, just a minute there, young fella. Who you calling old around here anyway? Why are you little... Well, you, you are a geezer, are you not? Why are you little... Why are you chicken-chested, pointy-headed, 
but you can impart your bicycle straight. My, 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 I thought Too Slim's usage was deplorable. Whoa, now hold on, you two. Pull your punches. Let's take a short intermission and reconvene at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Riders Radio Theater is a Mammoth Radio Pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> Stay with us, Saddle Pals. We'll be right back. We continue now with the number two song on the National Polka Countdown, the I'm Getting Sentimental Over You, Polka. Buckaroos and Buckarets, you're listening to Riders Radio Theater. And now Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode 12 of the exciting Western melodrama, The Lost Suburb of Gold. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, Riders in the Sky with the D10 Caterpillar are en route to a cave high on Meatloaf Mountain where they believe a rock slide in a cavern covers the entrance to the fabled lost suburb of gold. They need to find this gold because Slocum has forged an old Spanish land grant which gives him ownership of Tumbleweed Valley, and he plans to take over and run everybody out unless the riders can come up with $200 million in a hurry. They may be onto something, Charlie. I want you to follow them. Take this saddle horn cellular phone and call me if they find anything. Right. We better use code names. You be uh, the king of Spain. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and I'll be uh, Drywall. <laughs> Speaking of the king of Spain, High Sheriff Drywall called him up and asked him if Slocum's land grant was for real, to which the king replied, I'll get back to you. Not even considering that this might have been a polite brush-off, Drywall has been sitting by the phone for days now. Meanwhile, the directive has come to Port Wiley, ordering the recovery of an atomic bomb which failed to explode in an underground test over 20 years ago. I'll order boots and saddles, sir. Oh, too? And the Navy travels by boat, see? A short time later, the sailors of Port Wiley are rolling, rowing across the hard scrabble badlands, and Seaman O2 is wishing for a landslide. Yeah, because you see, there's a little known phenomenon in a landslide called the Tortellini line of force. It's similar to what surfers use to ride a wave. If we catch it just right, we could ride that landslide all the way across this plain. O2, I've never heard of such a crock. Pull the oars and hold your tongue. But, sir, if I hold my tongue, and well, we'll go around in circles, see? Oddly enough, high on, an, on nearby Molar Mountain, our guest last week, Trudy Fair, inadvertently started a landslide. And having luckily caught the wave created by the Tortellini line of force, she is now riding it down the mountainside. And now, episode 12, entitled, Ride, 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 the Rolling Rock. 
Slowly, agonizingly, a rowboat makes its tortured way across rocky, hard, scrabble badlands. Oh, in the prow, Admiral A. Weldon Rumprost, manning the oars, Seaman Buzzo too. In the port seat, the accordion player, and at the tiller, Ensign Viper. Hey, O2. Uh, yes, en Ensign Viper, sir. <coughs> you know that tortellini line of force thing you were talking about? Yeah. Just between you and me, man, is it for real? Well, I'm no scientist, but Professor Luther Herman Tortellini is, and he staked his professional reputation on its existence. That's good to know, man. Why is that, Mr. Viper? Because if you all look off to the starboard there, you'll see the mother of all landslides coming right at us. Whoa. Shiver me timbers. That's the biggest landslide in radio history. Yeah, man, and check it out. There's a check riding it and yodeling. We're doomed. I kid you not. Quick, everybody, the back of the boat so we can catch the Tortellini line of force. Seconds later, the monstrous landslide roars down, and just as it appears, the tiny boat and its occupants will be crushed. The Tortellini line of force forms along the forward thrust of the onrushing landslide, and suddenly the little boat is surfing along on the thundering forward crest of the tons of rolling rock. Ride, ride, ride the rolling rock. Ride, ride, ride the rolling rock. Gotta take that one big ride. It is an amazing sight, all right. Four sailors in a small rowboat beside a yodeling cowgirl riding a gargantuan landslide as though they were surfing at Diamond Head. A sight that doesn't go unnoticed by a small group of cowboys herding a D-10 caterpillar along a trail across the plain from the oncoming landslide. Now, there's something you don't see every day. What's that, side meat? Well, I couldn't be wrong, but if I'm right, there's a mighty big landslide coming this way, and riding it is a cowgirl in braids and a rowboat full of sailors. Huh? Hey, pull over, boys. You gotta see this. Whoa, Turbo. What is it? Look out yonder. Holy cow! That's something else again, all right. Woody, is that possible? Actually, Tooth Slim, I don't think it is. That's a relief. First, there used to be a cockamamie landslide surfing theory promulgated by Professor Herman Luther Tortellini. He called it the Tortellini line of force. But he was thoroughly discredited in his theory, too, by a fifth-grade science student at Tex Ritter Elementary School several years ago. So, this can't be happening, then? Nope. Well, there's a bit of bad news. Because that means supported no more by the spurious, discredited Tortellini line of force theory... Now, wait a minute! ...the oh, boat oh, and its passengers oh, fall into the landslide. As for Trudy Fair, well, as faithful listeners will no doubt recall, she was last week's guest and was never really here anyway. As riders in the sky watch the landslide peter out in the distance, Too Slim is bothered. Well, gosh, Ranger Doug, looking at it philosophically, were we the engine of their destruction? I don't think so, Too Slim. You see, melodrama is like a still pond. The characters, rarely developed beyond the most rudimentary stereotypes, can do little more than cast pebbles of dissension upon the water. Therefore, we cannot really be responsible for the ripples that are the result of that action. So, we gotta let the ships fall where they may. I could have lived without the pun, Too Slim, but yes. Now, boys, let's move on. On Turbo! Let's get up there! Yeah, up. And they're off. But before they've gone very far, they're forced to make a detour. Oh, the road ahead was blocked by that landslide. With the D10, but it would take a whole day. Well, we may want to take the detour through Frankie Valley. That's high country. I'll say. Let's ride, boys. Underbold. Meanwhile, back at the point where the discredited Tortellini line of force disappeared. Oh, ouch. 
what happened? Oh, oh. in, man. Uh, Seaman 02, you. From this point on, you're to keep your scientific theories to yourself. Aye, aye, Admiral. Oh, sir, the boat was demolished. Did this come out of my pay? It's all right. We, we can go on faster on foot from here. Accordion players, sound the advance. Forward, ho! And so, bruised, battered, and a bit bewildered, but in no way deterred from their mission, the men of Port Wiley, the last outpost, advanced. And it's not easy, because when they reach the point on the road where the riders opted to detour through Frankie Valley, they instead go up and over the massive rock slide. That night, the sailors camp on rocky ground, while riders in the sky camp in Frankie Valley. Say, what's for dinner tonight there, side me? Same old greasy stuff. Oh, no, I'm cooking non-greasy stuff tonight. How you gonna do that? With this. Oh, it just looks like an old gold panning pan. Well, it was, but now it's a walk. A walk? A walk. What kind of person cooks with a walk? A man. Oh, I just couldn't stop using that greasy frying pan. But now I'm walking, so you can stop your squawking. Cause now I'm walking like a man. You got to walk like a man, even if it's spam. Walk like a man, it's true. When I cook the grub, you can eat it, bub. Cause I walk like a man for you. All right, boys, here it is, all walked and ready to eat. A bad side meat. What kind of spices did you use in there? Well, I used my own special four seasons. I thought as much. What's in this, what's this sauce made out of here? Well, the main ingredient is sherry woody. It's sherry woody, Well, this goes on for some time. After all, Frankie Valley had a lot of hits. I know them all. But eventually, they're all used up. Save one, so let's get it over with. Well, it's time to turn in, boys. Yeah, yeah I'm beat, man. What time are we getting up? I'm glad you asked. Dawn, we'll get up at the crack of dawn. Oh, dawn, we'll be on our way at dawn. And with that over, the riders turn in, thankfully, and quickly fall asleep. But soon the sun rises, and they're up and at us. And by early afternoon, they've reached Meatloaf Mountain, worked their way up the trail to the cave, and have begun clearing rock from what they hope is the entrance to the lost suburb of gold. We're going to find plenty of gold, I just know it. Uh, a fact that doesn't go unnoticed by a lurking, hulking doofus with a saddle horn cellular phone who's hiding behind a boulder just outside the cave. Hmm. I heard one of them say they'll have the gold by tonight. I'd better call Slocum and tell him to get out here. Let's see what our code names were. I was the king of Spain, and he's drywall. <laughs> oh, I must have the only rotary cellular phone on the planet. 
On a normal day, Charlie's call would have gone directly through with no problems. But on this day, the sun's sunspot activity is reaching record levels, and communications around the globe are being disrupted and improperly channeled, particularly from rotary dial cellular phones. Instead of Charlie's call going to Slocum's office, it's routed to the phone at the sheriff's office drywall. Hello? Hello? Oh, is this drywall? Oh, it sure is, buddy. Who's this? Uh, this is uh, the King of Spain. Hot <laughs> dang I knew you'd call. What'd you find out? Yeah, well, look, meet me at uh, sundown as the trailer goes up to Meatloaf Mountain, right? Sir? What was I'll that? Oh, bye. <laughs> Holy moly. The King of Spain wants me to meet him on the trail up Meatloaf Mountain. Now, mind you, I don't have a clue what the King of Spain is doing on Meatloaf Mountain. Or how he got there. But I don't have to know. Heck, I never know what's going on around here anyway. <laughs> I gotta get going, though. Meanwhile, in a little-known area near the base of Meatloaf Mountain, the men from Port Wiley have located the abandoned nuclear testing site. All right, men, uh, according to this old logbook we brought with us, that uh, boarded-up hole there is the elevator that will take us down to where the dead atomic bomb should be. So let's, let's pry those boards off and see what we have. Accordion player, sound the, uh, prying the boards off. All right, get to it, men. Hi, aye, sir. Oh, I think that's got it, sir. Let's see here. Good, it's a rotary elevator. Oh, must be the only one on the planet. Yeah, undoubtedly, but these rotary machines never wear out. So I'm sure it still works. Now, everybody get on board. Okay. Engine Viper, dial us down. Aye, aye, Captain. Man, oh, man, oh, man. The rotary, rotary elevator is still in fine working order. Seconds later, they are deep underground. There it is, sir, on that last. Stop the elevator. Okay, I'll, I'll pick it up, O2, and let's get out of here. Hi, sir, but, but how? Oh, wait, here's something that looks like a handle. Oh, there's something written on it, but it's covered with dirt. Let me brush some of it off here. It says, uh, something, something, handle. Oh, great, I'll just pick it up by this thing that says handle. <laughs> Uh-oh. Two, what's that noise? I'm not sure, sir. Now it's ticking, man. Listen to that. I think I better see what the something-something is. What's it say, O2? Come on, what's it say? Oh, it says, um, irreversible. Irreversible what? Um, uh, arming handle. Ir irreversible uh, arming handle. I've armed this bomb. It's gonna explode! I thought it was a dud! Somebody must have just not set the trigger right on it, Admiral Man. We got to get out of here. That thing's gonna blow. I'm really dial, sorry. Viper. Um, dial, dial. Come on, let's really go. Sorry. Is this atom bomb arm? What will happen if it is? Whatever happened to rotary elevators? Well, you won't find the answers to these questions in the Journal of Atomic Scientists, but you will find them right here, same time, same station, next week in episode 13, the concluding chapter of The Lost Suburb of Gold, entitled Wrong Number at Ground Zero. It's the day before the day of and the day after melodrama you won't want to miss, and it's coming only to this, Theater of the Mind. And now here again are Riders in the Sky and Joey the Calpoca King. Thank you, Texas Vix. Time now for our classic of the West, The Whispering Wind.
Wonder 